On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we continue our series of conversations with junior national team members. This time, Carson Hindmarsh joins us. Welcome to episode 152 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get started this week, we announced some news late last week on our social media platforms that has an impact here on the podcast. We're proud to announce Absolute Human Performance has joined us as a new Platinum supporter. Taylor and his team have always been so supportive of what we've been up to and recently reached out saying they wanted to do a little bit more. We appreciate their gratitude, their generosity, and all they do in the Capital Region. So a huge shout out to AHP. We'll also take this opportunity to thank the Okotoks Dogs as our original Platinum supporters. The dogs have been with us from the very beginning as our first sponsors and were first to jump on board with our new tiered supporter program. So a big thanks to John and the Okotoks Dogs for their generosity and support over the years as well. Now on to this week's episode and we've had a few members of Baseball Canada's Junior National Team join us over the last few weeks. Max Hartman, Boston Workington and Matt Grabman all came through the Dogs Academy program and were great in sharing their respective journeys. Next up is Carson Hindmarsh, a native of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the 17-year-old Southpaw performed well during the 18U Friendship Series, getting the start in Game 4. He allowed four hits and three runs while striking out three in three innings of work. His performance followed a solid summer with Dogs Black in the WCBL, where he went 2-1 and one with a 2.53 ERA in 10 outings, including six starts. He also struck out 37 in 42-plus innings of work. Hindmarsh's season isn't over either as he's heading to Florida to join Baseball Canada again soon. Big things are on the horizon for the 6'3", 180-pound hurler, as he's also committed to the University of Tennessee, another Division I powerhouse. We talked about all of that and so much more earlier this week. Carson, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Much like our last few guests, you've had a crazy kind of summer. The last thing being a member of Baseball Canada's junior national team. Take us back to when you got that call to go to Ajax. Where were you and do you remember your reaction? Yeah, so I was just got the night before we had a game, and I got home pretty late. And so Paul woke me up in the morning, and I definitely wasn't expecting it to be Greg Hamilton. And it was he asked me if I'd like to join them in Ajax, and it was the coolest, coolest phone call I've ever gotten. It's been a dream of mine to represent my country playing baseball since I was little. And as soon as, as soon as that phone call was over, I called my mom immediately after and little bit of celebration and then it was kind of just felt very surreal so it was really awesome did you know that you were on their radar or did this one totally come out of the blue i i knew so last fall when i first came out here to oak tokes we had a scout day and i pitched really well in front of him he was out here and so i knew that he knew who i was but i wasn't sure where i where i sat on that and if i I was going to be able to get the opportunity to go down to Ajax, I was beyond excited that I was able to. And so you fly out to Ontario, take part in that camp. What was that experience like? It was super cool. They, we were we were treated very, very awesome. We had a hotel room that every day we bus from hotel to the field. It was kind of same routine for 
I think it was 15 total days we had there, and we we got to go every morning to the field, practice for about two to three hours, then we had team lunch, and then we would play inter-squad game and then head home, and normally us, us guys would go find somewhere to eat after. So it was it was a lot of the same thing, but it, it was a... Uh, it was an awesome experience. Then you go and make that team. You head down to Florida. What was your mindset going into that opportunity? Well, we knew we knew that Team USA would be a tough team to beat. We just wanted to show them that you know what we what we got going up here is serious, and we we know what we're doing when it comes to play baseball. And so when we got to beat them that one game, it was definitely a huge huge confidence booster for all our guys and just kind of I think it put us put us on the map a bit I don't think they were expecting much out of us going down there and we knew that and we wanted to prove them wrong so on a personal level did you have any goals or aspirations or things that you wanted to work on to make sure that you stay front and center with the baseball Canada brass I just wanted to just go out there and pitch like I know I can and pitch with confidence and I I trusted my abilities because Coaches made it very clear that if we made it there, we were there for a reason. And so I just wanted to go out there and represent my country proud and pitch as best as I can and just kind of do my thing out there. Speaking of representing your country, what did it mean to you to have that maple leaf on your jersey and on your hat? Oh, it meant more than more than anything. It was the it was the coolest experience I've ever had playing any any sports. So. It was it was an honor to be able to look down every day and see Canada across your chest and get to put on that hat every day and it was just it was a dream come true ever since I was younger. That's that's what I've wanted to do and it was it was very it was very awesome. And it had to be kind of cool as well to be able to do it with guys that you've known in the past, whether it's from Saskatchewan or maybe it's guys who uh, you went up through uh, the Dogs Academy program with. What was that like? Yeah, so I was actually the only guy there from. Saskatchewan but I definitely the there was five of us from the dogs and that was that was super super helpful there to have those guys and feel a little more comfortable and we played all year round together and that was that was just a super cool experience to be able to go through that with your brothers and then spending every day with those guys that that I've never met before you get so close so fast and you're all there for the same reason you all have the same goal and those those are friends that I'll have for the rest of my life now. Did you find yourself picking brains quite a bit during that, whether it's guys from Ontario or Quebec or BC, that kind of thing, just to kind of get a sense to where the game's at and what you know different approaches are and that kind of thing as, as you go about your own respective journeys? Absolutely. So you, you watch different guys pitch and you see what they do well and you, you think about what you need to work on and you you spend a lot of time together so you, lots of the time is talking baseball and just kind of picking each other's brains about different different approach on the mound like what you're thinking when you're facing who and kind of stuff like that so and obviously the coaching was was second to none there's plenty of big league experience there so you just try and soak it all in as best you can ask as many questions and learn as much as possible did you find yourself gravitating to any one individual player or coach or someone within that organization to maybe lean on them and say, hey, you know, what do I got to do to to get to that next level or be an impact player at that next level? 
I'd say I, I spent a lot of time talking to Jeff Francis, one of the pitching coaches out there. He was he was a left-handed pitcher that pitched for lots of years in the big leagues, and he was he was somebody I was pretty pretty cool to talk to because he wasn't. I found that I, he was much like myself, where not the hardest thrower or nothing like that, but you just how to work counts, how to face certain hitters, mindset, and how to get over. If you give up a big hit or a home run or something like that, how to just hit the reset button and just it was it was huge being able to talk to him every day now with the benefit of the hindsight being 2020 has it uh, has it sunk in yet that you were actually named to that team and still considered one of the best players in Canada for your age group I really don't think it has because I look back on pictures and I see see pictures of me pitching in Tropicana Field with Canada across my chest and it's it's cool to see and stuff like that but I don't know. I don't know if it will or when it will, but it, I don't. I definitely don't think it's set in yet that I was, I was chosen to be on that team to represent my country, and that I went down there and did pretty well. So I, I, I definitely don't think that's fully set in yet. So what's next for you in the baseball Canada part of your journey? Well, we leave next Wednesday on October thirteenth. We go down to Dunedin, Florida, to play in the Blue Jays spring training facility. And so that's, I think, a 10-day training camp down there. And then after that, I think the next one will be will be come spring. So Very cool. Well, let's go back to your start in baseball here. Do you remember the first time you hit the field? Did you love it right away? Was it an acquired taste? Who got you into the game? Well, I grew up playing all sports. My dad was a high-level hockey player, actually. He played baseball, too, but hockey was his sport. So I grew up, kind of tried everything and found – hockey and baseball to be my two sports growing up that I absolutely fell in love with and it worked out because they're obviously two different seasons and I think I can't remember the the first time I played baseball I've been swinging a bat and throwing a ball since I could walk and yeah my dad was always just whenever I wanted playing catch with me in the backyard and going to the field and hitting off a tee and yeah it was definitely my dad that got me into it what was it about the game that made you go, I really like this thing? I think that it's so, it's it's a team sport, but it's so individual in, in the fact that, especially pitching with being on the mound, having the whole game in your hands kind of thing. And it's, I've, I've always said this, pitching is 90% mental. And I just love the aspect that you just, and I, lo- I love the pressure of being a pitcher and, being I want to be in the big situations that I feed off of that and so I don't know I think it's just a combination of everything but pitching in particular was what I fell in love with when I realized that there's no one I'd rather be on the mound than myself in a big situation I, I, I just love having having the game in my hands was it difficult in making that decision to go baseball versus hockey? Or do you remember that moment where you said, maybe this is the, the one area I want to focus on more? Well, it would have been the summer of 2017. I made Team Saskatchewan and I got to go down to Montreal and play for Team Saskatchewan and the Nationals down there. And that was, I think that was the turning point for me when that was the year I grew the most too. And, started throwing a little harder and kind of took off and realized that if I put my mind to this, this is something I could actually, I could do. And then fast forward a few years, obviously you got to put in a little more work than just in the spring. And I just decided that 
baseball was what I wanted to do. And then I was approached by the dogs and found that being out here was the best thing for me and my career. And it's the best decision I've ever made to choose baseball. So how did that opportunity with dogs Academy come to be? I was playing here for my team in Saskatoon on in 2019 on the Canada day tournament. And they saw me pitch. And after that, they brought me into the office, kind of told me what they're about here, what they believe in. They said they wanted me out here. And it's actually kind of cool that day on the Canada day is when at Seaman stadium, they get the biggest crowds. And so they took me into the dugout that day and there was 5,000 people. And it was just, it immediately felt like home and I wanted I wanted to be a part of what, what the dogs mean to the community out here and just everything. I know it's been a short time that you've been able to spend in Okotoks, but what has that program meant to you and your development not only as a as a ball player but also as a human being? Oh, it's meant everything. It's it's transformed me into somebody that I didn't know didn't know I could be and and just taught me so many things living away from home moving away at 16 and kind of having to deal with school and it's like it's almost like it's a college experience in high school but obviously living with a billet family and stuff like that so no it's it's meant everything to me and my family to be able to be out here and have a second home like this town is I know a lot of academy guys come up hoping to one day play for the college dogs. You got to do that this past summer, and you put up some pretty good numbers with Dogs Black. What was that experience like? That was a really cool experience, being able to play against some experienced guys and having guys on our team that I could, same thing like I was talking about before, just pick their brains about it's just a different game once you get to college, and so facing college hitters, you can't make the same mistakes you can make to high school hitters, and I think it helped me out a lot in my development and obviously playing in front of the best crowd and in Canada was a really cool experience too so did it take some getting used to having fans in the stands and that kind of thing especially after you know all that we've gone through as a society with COVID it definitely it it, the first time I pitched I think there was the biggest crowd I pitched in front of I think there was 3,500 people there this summer and it was definitely a I was nervous getting up there, but once you're on the mound, I just kind of fed off the energy of the crowd. They're the best fans in, in baseball, in my opinion. So it was, they're loud. They're always cheering you on, and you just kind of learn to feed off of it and dial in and not, not really focus on what's going on and just focus on your job and what you need to do. And it's it was it was, it was an adjustment, but it, it was the most fun, fun pitching experience I've ever had. And I'm sure it kind of sets the stage really well for you as you look forward to your next step in the journey, which is the commitment to University of Tennessee, another big school. How did that opportunity all come to be? When I came out here in August of last year, the coaches here approached me and said that they were going to be sending some videos out to some schools and I might be here and back. And once I, once I talked to Tennessee, it just it just immediately I clicked with Coach Tony Vitello really well and did some research on the on the school in the town of Knoxville and it just felt like home and everything they believed in I did and really good academic school too and academics are very important to me and my family so kind of just I don't I don't know I just knew it it felt I felt in my heart that that's where I wanted to go. 
Did you have other schools on your radar, or was that the one that you you had locked in from the get? I actually I had a few, so I had a few other offers, and I had narrowed it down. But something about it, I don't know, it just stuck with me after talking to Tennessee, and it just I knew I knew right from the start that that's where I wanted to go. I just kind of felt it in my in my gut that that was home, and and so it was a pretty pretty easy decision for me. What excites you the most about that program? Just how young and talented they are. Tony being the youngest coach in SEC, and obviously they've been absolutely dominant this past year, and they made it to the College World Series, and that kind of came came out of nowhere. They weren't really high on that anybody's radar in the past 10 years or so, and I just love how young young they are and how much hard work they put in and just how much fun they have playing baseball too. With the future in mind here, what's on your to-do list heading into the winter so that you come back ready to make the jump to whatever's next? For me, this past year has been big in my mechanics and tweaking, making some pretty big tweaks in my mechanics. And now, honestly, I just got to focus on getting bigger and stronger, putting on some weight and staying healthy for next season. Looking back on your career to this point, any moments that made you go, whoa, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm playing baseball in this situation. The, you know, those favorite moments or times that you just went, I can't believe this is actually happening to me. It was the it was the time that I stepped on the mound in Tropicana Field playing against Team USA. It was a very surreal moment. And I couldn't help but just smile and like, I'm here. This is This is real. This isn't a dream anymore. This is something... I put in the work work to do and I I deserve to be here and it was just a very I still remember that moment just being on that mound playing against Team USA it was the it was the coolest coolest moment of my life. And as a performer I do this quite a bit is you take a step back, take that deep breath, soak it all in before you have to focus in on what the job is. Is that sort of where you uh, you found yourself in that particular moment? That's exactly what happened. I stepped up on the mound. My catcher was ready to go, and I kind of just stepped off, took a deep breath, looked around for a second, had a pretty big smile on my face, and I was like, all right, let's get to work. Because I knew, knew what I needed to do, but it was just needed a moment to soak it all in, just like you said. That is fantastic. A couple final questions here for you, Carson. First off, as you went through Dogs Academy or whether you're back in Saskatchewan, that kind of thing, you might have had an alumni or someone famous roll through that offered pieces of advice or wisdom as they went through their journeys. Now that you've got that benefit of hindsight, what kinds of advice or words of wisdom would you offer to those young kids who are maybe 12 or 13 or 14 and they're just starting their baseball journeys? I honestly, as, as corny as it sounds, I'd say anything is possible. If you put put your mind to it and you put in the work and you want it, then you can go get it. Because I, I dreamed since I was a little kid to play with Team Team Canada and represent my country, and never never did I think that the opportunity would come. And here I am. So if you just put in the work and you you want it more than anyone else, then anything anything is possible, and you can you can accomplish anything. And the final question we ask everybody here on the podcast, what does the game of baseball mean to you? Oh, it means everything. It is first thing I think about when I wake up and the last thing I think about before I go to bed. It is it is my life now every single day and I, I couldn't I'm absolutely blessed to have the opportunities that I've had playing baseball and 
obviously lots to still come so it, it means everything very cool well congratulations again on all the success you've had at this point carson continued success going forward and thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast thank you for having me Thanks again to Carson Hindmarsh for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review on your app of choice. We'll try to feature some of those comments in upcoming episodes. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.